the wake of a long and terrible war, our story awakens. With a future that is challenged by evil forces and tempered by powerful magic, a world struggles to find its destiny. A destiny which you now find yourself a part of, as the prophecy has foretold. These are the savage tales of Eberron. Now, settle in and prepare yourself for the thrilling adventures of our brave crew as they seek to make their own fate on this week's episode of Mourners of Lazar. Hi everybody, I'm Kevin and I'll be playing Ruskal. Hey folks, this is Michael playing Torlin. Oh, sorry, I'm Ernesto <laughs> and I will be playing Truco. I was just reading up the, the list and I went, oh, what is next? Oh, me. <laughs> And I'm Ellie, and I'll be playing Dana. I'm your Dungeon Master, Philip. Welcome to uh, Savage Tales of Eberron, the Mourners of Lazar campaign. Thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in and listening. We appreciate it. And uh, we will start our evening off with our background question, as per usual. Tonight's an interesting one. Describe a situation in which you witnessed or experienced corruption or intrigue firsthand. What reaction did you have to these events? Uh, Ruskell, uh, being where he's at in the, the knighthood, uh, had some access to the court of Metrol and uh, some of the intrigue that took place there. One specific instance was uh, an issue surrounding a vineyard right outside the, the city walls proper. And there was uh, some disagreements about uh, who was to inherit said vineyard. And uh, one of the local nobles came in and basically just kind of gobbled everything up. And, well, Rust didn't do Jack Diddley about it because uh, he is meant to serve these people. But it's something that's kind of left a little a little mark on his psyche ever since then. Well, after I was a... Uh, left my station as a prisoner of war and on the board the Fletchuante, I was let go as a part of a prisoner exchange. Uh, I left the military and I came back home to uh, the docks of the Coldadrin family, a, a small place outside of Korth, a little fishing village, a new Thalenthorpe, originally Thalenthorpe when it was in Thrain in the early years of the war, just on the shores of Lake Bray. And there I... I learned the clan tradition of tail spinning. Learned our oral traditions from our elder, and I began a skelka, a pilgrimage of self-discovery through the collection of stories and tales and spreading of goodwill. And uh, over the course of the next few years here, before I met up with Dana, uh, at one point I was traveling along the road and I came upon this shrine there was a statue there and a dedication to Baldray and an adept who was giving a small sermon. And he was preaching a, a relatively common, a meager message, just advocating for the benefits of a tight-knit community and the traditions of family. And uh, so I approached uh, to make my usual offering, being a, a follower of, of the Sovereigns, into his ombox, 
But as I came closer, the message began to take a turn, and uh, he began talking about the priority of the needs of, of the community over outsiders, and to save charity for your the poor within instead of the refugees without, and that it was necessary to be wary of strangers and travelers and what they bring with them. And I began to grow very angry in the memory of my family's plight and flight from Thrain almost a century before grew hot within my mind. And and as I grew, came closer, I noted that the priest's garb, it was decorated, uh, the expensive finery, and there was a glint of gold, you know, from underneath his robes. And it was clear to me that he had been pocketing some of these arms. And so there was, I knew that there was little I could do about this, but I offered him a warning in kind to be wary because those that are putting personal gain far ahead of all else are likely to draw the ire of the keeper as it was once said to me by the elder of the Coladrin family. Well, uh, in the case of uh, Turco, um, his uh, early life on Metrol as well um, in a similar situation as Rust, but from another background, um, got him uh, in, a, in a, the need to survive at his early age. And, and from that, he had to look for someone, uh, being a street child, for someone or something to um, bring him some security or some um, some base in which to uh, get food uh, and and just get every everything that he wanted at the time. Uh, and from that, he met a gnome. Uh, this gnome, gnome was um, was the one that really convinced Trugo to uh, rob and steal and just which basically gave him the ability or the learning space to uh, be what he is now um, but that gnome uh, had a quite um, quite a business running on the city of Metrol and uh, the corruption the corruption there was uh, that he was uh, one manufacturer uh, kind of in a kind of mass producing ones for the war and um, from what Truco later found out, um, uh, he was being paid by the novels of Shire in such big amounts that um, that it wasn't really necessary that amount of, that amount of money, and they knew that that was the case, um, and that uh, that enterprise was basically kind of a. Uh, just making subpar ones for the war and then just keeping everything else. Um, so, uh, and he didn't knew that at the time, but then he started to find out about the large amounts of resources that they were getting and how rich they were getting. Um, and it was quite surprising how much uh, Sire, Sire was uh, willing to invest in war, but not in uh, getting um, people out of 
out of miseries, of the misery of the lower parts of the city and the misery of a lot of street chais without parents because of the war. Um, yeah. Well, growing up in rural Seer, for the first half of Dana's life, the only kind of intrigue that was really present in that village were things like the mystery of who left old Mr. Rosini's chicken coop open and let all the chickens escape. But uh, once once Dana joined up with House Deneth as a mercenary and was eventually sent to the Carnathy front um, for her company to help support the Siren regulars who were already in the area. Uh, well, she, she learned a few things about how the greater world worked. Um, the captain of, uh, of that mercenary company was a man named Halloran Dennis. Just Dennis. He was not dragon marked, but he was part of the family all the same. His parents were both marked and uh, very well decorated. And rumor had it <clears throat> that they had given Halloran this assignment in the hopes that he would, you know, if, if he couldn't have a dragon mark, he could at least make them proud somehow. And uh, be eventually being married to Halloran, Halloran's lieutenant, uh, Dana got sort of an insider view of some of the things that wound up happening behind the scenes in the officer's tents. Towards the start of her third year with that company, it, it came to light, well, at least privately to her, that uh, Captain Halloran had started trying to change the terms of the contract his company had with the Siren regulars. And the Siren commander didn't, uh, he didn't really have a great sense of whether or not Halloran had a leg to stand on with these, with these negotiations, well, these demands really. Everything was a little up in the air, a little confused. He wasn't able to get proper answers from, from anyone higher up. You know, sometimes the chain of communication just takes a really long time from the front back to Metro if it happened at all. And at that point, Captain Halloran was insisting on more money and lighter duties in order to, in order to remain and keep his company uh, bolstering this this Siren company. And he kind of had the, the Siren commander over a barrel. The man knew that even, even if they decide, the uh, Deneth company decided to reduce the extent of their help or squeeze them for more money, he still needed that help all the same. And he did wind up out of his own purse, uh, paying Captain Halloran considerably more than had been agreed upon and Halloran spent the remainder of the campaign, well at least the remainder of Dana's time in that campaign, leading from the rear while trying to make himself as comfortable as possible and command of the unit and the respect of his men effectively fell to his lieutenant. And uh, that was Dana's first and real only experience with someone who was part of a political system as part of the Dragon Mark Houses, who was ostensibly a, 
a military commander. And that really lit a fire under her, especially with uh, with his lieutenant, her husband, Mazzello's influence and example to prove to herself and uh, the people she served with that she could do better than that. Uh, at, you know, it, it was perhaps a low bar to do better than Captain Halloran, but it was a motivator all the same. And uh, yeah, that was a notable run-in with corruption. Thank you, everyone. <clears throat> um, Those stories. Yeah, I took prodigious uh, notes for no particular reason. Yeah, I saw you there. Like you were like just typing furiously at some points. Like it was just, black, 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 what are you? Uh, <clears throat> so uh, adventure cards. I'll give an adventure card to everyone. I absolutely nobody has any right now. Correct. 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 Deck is, deck is properly shuffled. I absolutely love it when Phil takes notes for apparently no reason while we tell stories because uh, ah, yeah, no, like, no reason whatsoever. No, no reason. my experience yeah. is that it goes very good places. Um, you know, sometimes very bad places, but you know, it's it's all relative. Um, so at this point, uh, waking up on the morning of the twenty fifth, um, guys have been on the ship for a week, and you'll get your first advance. Uh, for each of your characters. I know we've talked about this a little bit offline. So uh, what did everybody take for their advance? Uh, Russ, what did you take? Uh, Russ took power points. So his power point total goes from 10 to 15. Nice. I am uh, curious. Why? What's his plans? <laughs> Maybe you'll find out. To, to be more powerful. That will be me. Uh, well, in Torland's case... Mystery. Uh, yeah Torlin here uh, you know I don't when talk a little bit about the character building idea I have with Torlin here um, the first edge it took one edge and one attribute point of character creation that edge was first strike which you know doesn't really have some sort of like uh, backstory component to it other than just to represent his general like uh, experience as a soldier but any any sort of combat edge could have served for that. The second edge I'm taking, though, here with this advance, um, is kind of coming about with how I'm starting to learn about Torlin as we play here. So he is taking uh, Berserk. And so what this does is that uh, whenever he takes a wound or is shaken, uh, he must make a smarts rule, uh, which is possibly his lowest attribute. And uh, if he fails that, he goes berserk. And he can voluntarily fail that if he likes, uh, which does a bunch of things, basically increases his physical capability. Uh, he is, is allowed to ignore a wound, but also if he rolls a critical failure on a fighting check, then he attacks randomly. Which will surely never come up. Which will surely never come up. Never happen. Never gonna bite us in the ass. Yeah, never. Is there any interplay here between uh, Berserk and Hesitant with regards to being uh, to how it affects being shaken? Uh, there is okay. some role-playing uh, interplay that I intend, but uh, mm. yeah, I'm I don't think it's uh, yeah, no mechanical thing. difference. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, role-playing, I could see application. Uh, well, Truco took uh, Deadshot, which, uh, uh, upon getting a Joker as an action card, will give uh, Truco the ability to do double damage, which any uh, throwing weapon 
or uh, shooting or range weapon, range attack. Mm. So, so I can see where he's going. You do like fishing <laughs> for jokers. I do. Yeah. Let's and, see how it goes. Uh, Rule clarification, Jaina. we're allowed to pass our adventure cards to other players, right? Yes, you can pass. Well, let's, I'll answer that after. Uh, sure. Dana, would you Absolutely, take for your yeah. advance? Preparing for the future. Dana mm. is bumping up her smarts from a D6 to a D8. Smart. Since Here's you smart. all are novice rank, that's the only attribute bump you can do as long as you maintain novice rank. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can only bump yeah, an attribute so once per mm. rank. Each each rank is essentially four advances, um, and of those four advances, only one can be an attribute bump. Oh, it's it's to keep the player, it's to keep the characters from you know every advance bumping up attributes and getting d12s and everything really quick. Right, and it's generally a good idea to make use of that each rank because they're pretty important. What but we can bump know. skills right uh, at any rate we want. That's good advice. It's like once you know the rule, you can break it. But yeah, I, I've actually found most of the characters I build don't take it every rank. Yeah, um, it just really kind of depends on what what where you're trying to go, what you're trying to what your plan is for the character. Um, so back to your question, Russ. Uh, yes, you can you can pass your adventure card to anybody. I believe if you right click on it, it gives an option to pass to a player. However, the, the player that you pass it to can still only play one adventure card in the session. So they would have to choose between your card and their card um, about what they play. But, you know, they could pass you their card if they just decide to keep yours or not. Sure. And my self-imposed rule is that I don't accept cards uh, after the start. <laughs> yeah. My... Uh, Torland doesn't like tension at all. <laughs> <laughs> Especially self-imposed tension. Um, Torland has no compassion on my poor nerves. Or my exactly. gray hairs. <clears throat> well, you know, it's not that. <laughs> so, um, so, you got still didn't even get to the session recap. Torland, you're up for the session recap, aren't you? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, well, last session, uh, there was a bit of a storm, uh, a bit of a light dusting of rain. And that's it. No, so... <laughs> well, what uh, happened? we Good got synthesis. called up onto the top deck, and uh, there was a storm rolling in across uh, the Lazar Sea. And so we all got uh, down to our swab duties, and uh, uh, Torlin learned a little bit about Badger Cloud Reaver Dwarf. Uh, uh, of a despicable sort. I will not utter what foul words came out of his mouth. And uh, later I learned about Crimson Cog. And uh, then the storm came and uh, hit us with a very sudden fury. And Gifford Tibbs was knocked over by a block and tackle into the deep sea. And uh, a lot of things happened all at once, and Torlin only saw some of them. Uh, but he was pretty sure that uh, in the aftermath, you know, it turned out that Ruskell had dived off the topsail into the water to try and save the poor fool. And <clears throat> meanwhile, uh, Druko and, and uh, 
and Dana had gone to get some ropes or something along those lines. Dorlin had tried to get the help of the officers to no avail, and uh, in his brilliant moment of realization, he uh, discovered uh, that, you know, with his own superstitions, his own fear of the devourer, that we would never recover this this uh, soon-to-be ally of ours if there wasn't a, a sacrifice made to the devourer in kind. And so he uh, took the opportunity with all of the attention focused on the ship and the man overboard to flip one of his foes, one of those cloud river dwarves, the one with the smashed up nose, Dornland had nothing to do with it, uh, into the water and uh, freed him from his mortal coil. So, uh, at that point, a bunch of silly things happened, and uh, <laughs> there was uh, some baths had in the ocean, and eventually we all made it back safe and sound onto the ship. And the rest of the night passed rather uneventfully, uh, with the exception of that uh, misbegotten son of Kyber uh, whipping the crap out of all of us. Uh, the next morning, but little damage was done to the Cloud Reaver, or whatever it's called, the ship. All right, maybe the, the Storm Reaver. Yes, the Storm Reaver. Um, and so begins Zarendir the twenty-fifth. Nice, uh, like that last little bit there. Um, so you all have been just working up in the rigging through the night. Uh, the storm began to break. Um, you know, late in the morning, a couple of you fell asleep. Uh, have been uh, sentenced to, to the bloody hour come the following morning, or not the following morning, this evening coming up. Um, uh, however, uh, you're dismayed to find out that despite all the work, working through all the night and everything like that, uh, the whole crew is expected to work as normal during the day. Uh, so you will all, you know, as uh, Fish Cat starts providing you with your, your morning uh, hardtack uh, to eat, um, you know, duties are starting to get called out and whatnot. Uh, however, before we quite go to that, uh, since it has been your first week on the ship, um, I have marked that it has been uh, five days since Torland suffered his uh, injury battling the rats and the bilges. So if you want to make a natural healing huh. roll. Time has uh, passed that quickly. All right. Yeah. I Let's uh, start to get involved. What does that involve? Is it just a vigor check? Yeah, you can make a vigor check and uh, you'll recover a wound um, or two with a raise. Uh, support rolls can be had here if anybody has. I was about uh, to ask. We don't yeah. have any healing kits, though, do we? Uh, not. They wouldn't necessarily apply to this per se because it's not somebody trying to heal a wound that has already been there. Uh, so healing checks can still be made to support you with this, since you're just making the vigor check, if anybody wanted to try that. Is there need to be you know? some sort of narrative justification? Yeah, the flavor of it is kind of like, you know, what somebody's been doing like over the last five days to kind of like help tend your wound if uh, if somebody wants to offer support in that regard. I think that, uh, you know, Torlin, if, uh, what's her name? Sadara Quinn had any advice to give that didn't involve bilge water, you know, he would have been willing to follow it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sure. She can, uh, yeah, she, I, I, I'm fine with saying that she's been, uh, like, checking your wounds, trying to help tend it and whatnot during the thing, and uh, clearly staying away from bilge water, uh, 
She seems to have... Ah, thank you for understanding, Sindara. Well, I hope maybe someday you'll understand, but that's that's neither here nor there. You're a good sort. Um, oh, she gets an ace on her support roll. Uh, rolling an eight, so that's good for race. So that'll be a plus two on your roll. Okay, all right. Let's go ahead. Roll the bones. And uh, that is... A t- what was the criteria? Is it... One one uh, with the... We didn't put in the bonus, so with Sindara's yeah. help, that is a uh, with plus two, that'll be four. So that's what, a success. What does it do with the raise two wounds? I think I only have one, so that should two be wounds. good. You only have one wound, so yeah. basic okay. success is just fine. Ah, finally done with that pesky wound. Much faster than old uh, the old elf from the last campaign. Poor Daniel. Poor Daniel. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and in that regard, since it's also been a week, clearly Truco has been, uh, I don't know, what he's been doing on the side with various coins that he's discovered, but he's certainly managed to find a way to lose half his money. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, don't worry. <laughs> whenever whenever there comes a moment to, lo- to lose money, to use money, uh, Truco will certainly lose some. Uh, oh, but, okay, on purpose, uh, uh, we'll, we'll make um, something happen. We'll I'm, I'm waiting tonight. for the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or, yeah. or you want me to get rid of the money right now? I can make something up. But no, I mean, if you want to do it that route, we'll do it that route because yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, gambling of various forms happens almost every night on the ship, so it's not right. uncommon to see it. So, all right. As long as you don't fall asleep on your feet, you know, you could do a nighttime activity of you know, doing some gambling, uh, or maybe not even nighttime activity, just to. A quick round of loss yeah. uh, to get rid of always, money because you're always dependence. for the win, never never yeah. to lose. Um, let me make the rules private real quick, and I hope to God. How, how does Dana, Dana always get the same job every day? Are, are you kidding just, me? Sorry, you are rolling like everyone has a chance I'm, to get every job. Or is like, I, know, I was just doing it the same because she rolled I mean, it the first I, time. I've got a chart that I roll D6 on, and almost every session she's got to assist. Uh, no, I, I don't mind. I get to talk to people. I have a cookbook now, and this will actually tie in real nice to my daytime shipboard action. So um, it's a 50 50 that Fish Guts is knockers it's a 50/50 off. 50 50 that drunk. Fish Guts is hammered. Yeah. And. Let's find out. How hammered is Fish Guts? <laughs> yeah, he nope. bad. <laughs> he took the nighttime of acti- nighttime of uh, constant activity as an opportunity to drink. So he's more in his cups this morning than uh, even on the days that you've seen him at his worst. Um, uh, you like ended up having to like step up and take over, handing out the hardtack because he was, uh, you know, trying. He he started passing out some of them over the edge of the ship as he was kind of stumbling around, because the water is still, the, even though the storm's broke, the water is still very choppy. And we're gonna have to add, new, I would like to add a new side quest to the journal. Um, find a port of call with a Jurasco healer and determine how Fish Guts is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I believe you have permission to add that as your own quest. <laughs> your own side quest, feel you free. You know, I, I might just do that, Yoa. And you Determine can possibly have that. Like, is still alive. How can we use this to our advantage in the future? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can also like, on the on the same quest, another one that says liver transplant. Pot- potential <laughs> liver, liver transplant. 
Uh, Probably be something mechanical going in there in Eberron. The oh, artifice yeah. litter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. An arcane it's a, liver. It's a dragon shard liver. Yeah. Mm. Oh gosh, it's going to be a quest to get fish guts in your liver. <laughs> oh, All right, Chuko. You work hey. on the main cells today. Get on the deck and, and help out Giver. Chuko tries to get like a brief, like, uh, brief before like just going in because he seems a bit tired yeah i mean all of trying you are to not, tired trying to not show that up to not just but he's somewhat visibly tired yeah. and actually i would say um giffer's not a rigger and tam and norwal is no longer on the ship um help man i'm with the mainsail duties where's norwal somebody go find norwal is he sleeping down below decks um he he points to uh he points to Rosie. Rosie, go see if you can find Arwal. Um, oh dear. <laughs> Russ, I was I was to suggest that I could go instead of Rosie. What do you do with a drunken sailor? <laughs> no, you're overboard you're to the keeper. All oh, right. right. <laughs> a lot of the ropes got damaged last night. Once you're working on the ropes, uh, check all the knots, work the coils. Ah, How about okay. Tilly. Ah. Yeah. You dwarf, since you seem to be one of the only ones here that aren't sleepwalking here, you're you're I, running for the officers today. I'm running for office. Got it. <laughs> he kind of cocks, cocks his head at you a little bit, and and just like shrugs and goes down the line and starts he starts yelling at some of the other uh, swabs, putting them putting them to work. Um, so, is there any daytime actions planned by anybody? Do take note. I think most everybody except Torlin have at least one level of fatigue because um, you are tired from working all night. Being stand, not you know, it's been 24 hours at this point since you've slept. Remind me again what is uh, Truco's work? Uh, it's it's on the main of the the sail. Yeah, main, the sail. main sails. Main sail duties. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, I'll I'll have you all roll for stuff after we figure out daytime actions. Why do I kind of? Russ is working diligently. <laughs> Gotta offset that that penalty. Yeah, I I believe Dana, um, you took on one level of tea from bumps bumps and bruises from the rigging work, that um. may or may not have led to Giffer flying off the ship, <laughs> and then you also failed your vigor check uh, around staying awake for being up all night and working. Boy, that's a lot of negative modifiers. Um. Where uh, where is Giffer, if if I may ask? Uh, he's a swab, so he's he's swabbing the deck some. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. He, he, he's okay. he's assigned to one of the swab duties. All right. Torlin will influence Badger again. Okay. It's the same Cloud Reaver from from the twenty fourth. Yep. Um. Yeah, minus. So he's doing. A, yeah. Badger's doing a lot of scrubbing of the deck today. Um. So I mean, you you you'll you would have moments. Um, uh, as you're running messages to, you know, peek by and stop by him. He's actually also working down in uh, on the weapons deck down below. So he's he's a little bit more hidden from the officer's eyes than normal. Okie dokie. Should I do anything different or just a normal check? Uh, well, let's see how it all kind of starts. What's the... Oh, yeah. So, uh... Basic idea with it. Uh, he wants to go down and talk to him, and uh, now with the benefit of my staircase wit, I have an idea of how I might uh, convince this fellow of uh, the captain's uh, 
favor of, uh, you know, the devourer starting to turn. Ooh. Yeah. Sneaky. We had okay. discussed uh, turning them against each other. True ghost That's con true, Um. So, yeah, so you find Badger and uh, start, uh, I imagine, just striking up a general conversation, yeah? Uh, yeah, it's something along the lines of, like, uh, you know, general uh, chit-chatter, and then he's like, well, how about that storm? And, you know, it's uh, it's strange that... Ah, that uh, was horrendous. Uh, I'm surprised you had the stones to go after Giffer. I'm not sure if you're... You're brave or you're just daft? A little of both, I think. Uh, from what I've seen of you on the ship, I would probably agree with that. Uh, well, our those dwarves are known for our thick skulls. Uh, Cloud Reaver, Coladrin, uh, at least that's all the same. Uh, could be, could be not. Uh, listen, I was thinking about what she said yesterday, uh, about uh, the prince and all that. And, and he kind of, you know, puts his voice down a little bit. And you think with that storm yesterday, I mean, we almost lost Giffer. And now this uh, Norwell fellow isn't turning up. You think that uh, maybe the Devourer, the Prince has lost a little bit of favor, it seems to me. Nasty. Uh, make a persuasion check to see kind of how he starts responding to this. Uh, that's a four. I'll keep that. Okay. Um, Badger kind of like makes a makes a sign of the devourer and kind of like looks around, makes sure nobody comes comes in. Just leans in a little bit and goes. I sign too. Like he could gut response. Right. Um, I wouldn't be talking too loudly like that if any, if any of the officers heard. I think you'd find yourself strapped to the main master in bloody hour. Uh, oh no no well I mean. That's going to happen anyways, regardless of what I do. But I mean, it's 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 an interesting point, you, isn't it? Uh, the old uh, the old captain. We've been kind of just uh, away from around aimlessly in in these seas for such a long time now. Only ports here and there getting caught in the storms. Oh, the 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 prince always knows what she's up to. She she has a plan. She's she knows where she's going. I've sailed with her long enough. That uh, I trust her, but you could kind of tell that you know his, his shifting eyes a little bit, and he kind of lacks a little conviction of what he's saying. Um, he, you get the sense that he has some has some doubts as well. There might that he thinks there might be something to what you're saying, uh, but he's certainly not trying to express it out loud. Well, you've got the point there. Uh, nothing nothing bad ever came from trusting a pirate, and uh, Torlin <laughs> will just leave it there. <laughs> Um, did anybody else want to try a ship action today? Drew as well. What's the try? But I don't know. Uh, Ellie, what do you want to do? Yeah, I'd also like to. It doesn't matter to me how we go about it. All right. Yeah, are you, do you want to do a daytime action, Russ? No, just working diligently. Okay, you can be working diligently. Um, so, Truko, what are you up to? Uh, Truko will try to take a, um, a moment. Um, being in the, in the main seal and try to see if he can get on on the mast that is uh, on the quarter deck like try to rope his way to it and try to sneak um, so the action would be like 
um, to sneak um, into the quarter deck where the um, where the wheel is, right? And try to see if what what is up there. And I mean, first of first question is well, what per, what individuals are on the quarter deck? Is it Lagra? Is it there or now, during, it... during daytime? Mm -hmm. um, generally speaking, at least half the officers are up on either the quarter deck or the poop deck. Um, All right. Right. And it's also just part of the deck, so um, it's not that you can't see up there, or especially you being a rigger, you've seen up there, you know what's up there. Um, there's nothing hidden in that regard that would uh, be worthwhile to sneak around and explore. Um, All right. No, it's a, you, you're just not allowed. To you're just not allowed onto yeah. the quarter deck and poop deck. All right. All right. No, I just just to sneak in and to just hear conversations if the opportunity brings up. Oh, so you're more interested in um, seeing if you could eavesdrop and hear some conversation of the office. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, sure. I'll allow that. All right. Yeah. So um, give me a stealth check to remain relatively unnoticed. Stealth check. We have my fatigue. I believe I do. Right. Uh, Let's see if I take Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, but that's uh, 13, which a couple of aces there. And turn, I think you got your role set to private, so you want to change that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's self I was trying some shenanigans. Uh, reveal to everyone. There you go. Sorry. No worries. Yeah, 13. I, you, you make it over there casually, nonchalantly. No problem. Get down pretty low to the just deck. Just swinging and just staying there, just or just swinging, but getting into the hole of the deck and just picking an, an ear, kind of a shifter ear, uh, shows like on one side, um, stealthily. So let's see, wasn't planning on something like this, so... Um, <laughs> you can, if you want, I can just say like, I mean, you can go to the next action and then you can tell me later. Yeah, give me, give me a little time to think, we'll go with yeah, uh, that's Dana. Okay. My intention is mainly to try to hear if there's a more clear way, like, of the direction or where we are, when we are hitting port of any sort. Okay. And also, also, I will add, uh, if possible, if there's anything, to, anything to steal, anything, like, like I don't know, whatever. It's like a general. Tell me the money. Of just shells, <laughs> like Lagra just gathers and just leaves there. I don't know anything, even valueless things. Um. <laughs> Well, actually, we'll, we'll keep going with this then. Since you got a 13, I mean, that's a success with two raises. Um, you managed to hang out for some time there. So give me a notice check then. All right. Notice check. That is a four. Uh, keeping that? I... <laughs> that question makes me want to try again. I ask I that will. all the time, so I'm not making No, but particularly this situation, I don't know why. Uh, that's a seven. Okay, I will keep that. I, I think I can go higher than that. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, with a 13, I'll, I'll say that you, you managed to spend, you know, a, a relatively fair amount of time above the officers or whatnot. Um, the weather is still uh, dreary and it's, it's drizzling a bit, so you do have to focus on holding on more than you would have liked for something like this. So right. you don't get to hear a ton of conversation that's uh, interesting to you. Mm -hmm. um, I will say, I mean, as far as like on the deck, you don't notice anything of note to steal. All right. Um, you do see, uh, you know, you get a good look at uh, 
Harkrill, the artificer, because um, she's often at the helm. She's, she has a morning shift at the helm. Um, you know, she's got pouches and, and you know, some wands and, and various stuff sticking out of, on her person um, all over the place. Uh, you know, and you're kind of, uh, I imagine you may be distracted more with noticing that than paying yeah, attention what, to the conversation his, as much as you want. His name or her name again? Uh, Sorry. Acrylic horn. Well, that's a Tadouzi. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can look it up on the on the uh, the Excel with the uh, with the officers. Yeah. Uh, right, there you go. Thank you. Thought I'd Acryl. take care of the Acryl. hand speaker. Unfortunately, don't know it again. Um, uh, you also notice um, um, Grovis. Stormbeard comes out at some point. He also has uh, a number of pouches on his belt with some finery and some wands sticking out. So you uh, kind of got an eye to that of, you know, some magical um, spell component type stuff that you imagine, you know, in, in your days on the streets and uh, cliff scrape and whatnot, things like that always tend to have some good value to them. Right. Um, Does anyone but, walk like near the edge of the ship by any chance? I think uh -huh. not, but if, if that's the case. Oh, you want to try and pickpocket somebody, huh? Uh, if, if the situation <laughs> allows it. Um, I'll say no for this point, that's despite okay. your good uh, sneak roll. You are assigned up in the rigging today. Yeah. Yeah, so to get let, get down low and get down close to them in a way that you can actually reach something without, without even getting on the deck and not getting noticed is uh, would be quite a challenge that you would probably have to plan for a bit more. All right. Um, Somebody opens up one of the side deck windows and goes <laughs> just like. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will. I will say you do. Um, uh, I was warranty. You do hear. Uh, you know, at one point, uh, Hack really also goes to the front compartment. Um, that's that's you've heard is called the map room. It's another place that's off limits for the swaps and everything like that. And uh, she comes back talking with Grovis and the captain uh, about, uh, and you hear snatches that uh, the ship has been blown way off course from the storm. They were heading north, south, uh, now back towards Dreadhold and back into the, um, the name of the bay is escaping okay. me at this moment. Um, Dreadhold? Uh, and uh, uh, at around yeah, back toward, yeah, Eel Bay, I think that's it. Eel Bay, um, all right. And uh, so you hear some discussions and stuff like that about, you know, uh, there's some decision-making process that's going on of whether they should continue heading north or just adjust course now that they've been pushed so far south uh, All right. off course. But you, you don't hear a resolution to that. And uh, All right. yeah, Dana. I feel like, I feel like I'm up to you. And um, yeah. Dana, you can go next. I would like to take the influence action on Grok when she makes her daily pilgrimage to come drink with Fish Guts, even though I, I don't even know how Fish Guts is still like physically mobile in any way, shape, or form at this point. But yeah, um, yeah sure. Grok actually comes in sometimes and does some drinking with Fish Guts uh, while you're working. Um, it's at that point that Fish Guts passes out while Grok has been uh, drinking with him a bit. So, so she's come in. They've had their they've had their chit chat, whatever. And now he's just out cold, and she's still there drinking. Yeah, she he's passed out, 
and she's 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 she seems to be at least finishing her month. When did you when did you start coming to see fish guts every day, Grok? Oh, well, for as long as we've been together on this ship. <clears throat> I forgot what she sounded like. When as long as we've been together on this there ship. You go. There, you go. <laughs> there we go. There she is. Uh, we've been bedding together, and since we work in such close proximity here, uh, we we've always drunk together. He knows he knows his his booze and his wines. He could give me stuff that's uh, not not rum. I get tired of that. Oh, understandable. You're uh, you're not like the other officers here. That's supposed to be an insult? No. Well, not to you. You you seem to care about the crew in a way that in a way that the others don't. You treat us like people rather than tools to be used up and discarded for the sole purpose of making the captain rich. You're not like the others. Oh, definitely. Making a persuasion check there, it's coming along thick. <laughs> it's genuine. <Uh-oh. laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to to deceive her, this is this is Dana's honest uh, honest opinion here. Sure. See what we get with my minus three. Uh, I'm gonna. Come on. I'm gonna start with my minus free three. reroll. Hey. Oh yeah, you got a wound too. I have one wound in max fatigue. I'm uh, Ooh. I'm really <laughs> trying hard here That's... to do, to do anything. But start with that free reroll which is a negative one or perhaps less that's a zero that's that's a, a zero wolf and we're gonna benny that there's, there's the ace hey. with my wound and my fatigue i rolled an eight nice <clears throat> and um, she kind of she kind of like leans back a little bit and looks at she goes fair enough thank you i'm just uh I don't know, trying to do my job. Neither neither here nor there. I'm uh you know, I serve the captain, but not particularly not not one of his original crewmates or nothing. She's she's been good to me, but uh you know, gotta keep the ship running in order for things to uh go well. Can't argue with that. What about my friend here? Is she good to fish guts? He 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 won't complain. He you know how he is, but were, were you asking the DM that? No, I'm asking Grok. I don't know. I think uh, he's still on board because he's such a good cook. But uh, I don't know. I Sometimes I feel like he may be wearing his welcome thin since sometimes he can't quite function. Yeah. I'm a little worried about that, too, if I'm honest with you. But... I'll look after him best I can, and, uh, well, I hope you'll look after us in return. Well, I'll look after anybody that uh, has a good deal that needs to be made. <laughs> if you find well, anything that's not rum, I, I, I would appreciate it. Well, can't do that until we make land, can I? Well, I don't know. <clears throat> I well, mean, you are in the galley. Who knows what uh, fish guts has in there? You think he's holding out on you? <laughs> holding out? No. I'm not sure he knows where everything is. I'm not sure he's sober enough at times to find it, even if he did know what was in there. Well, if if I can ever get this place in order, I'll, I'll remember you and uh, we'll make a deal. Excellent. Well, she tips, she raises up her cup and empties it, kind of slamming it back down and 
kind of saunches out of the galley and uh, into the quartermaster's uh, room. All right. Everyone can make their rolls for the day. Um, so for Dana, that's either common knowledge minus two or survival, right. which would be at a... Um, well, no, you got to make the check because Fish Guts is drunk. You get a plus one from yeah. a book. Wait, so is it a is it a net minus one in the tray then? Uh, well, just just put a plus one into the uh, modifiers for better savage rolls. All right. No, that'll count everything. Um, Let's go ahead and make our vigor checks as well for the daily. Yep, you'll need to make a vigor check as well. Trying to scroll up, but I can't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just rolling yeah. Everyone Everything's at the same time. Once. Let Everything. me get back to my card. Love guys. Uh, in Torland's case, he rolls an eight for his athletics as a runner, and then a six to not get tuckered out or a four. Yeah, Tucker man. Tor- rolls. Yeah, sorry. Torland's in. Uh, he's either came to this ship in good shape, or this is just old hat for him. Unlike Gim- Gimli, he's born endurance runner. <laughs> Ruskell's working diligently pays off. He gets a four on his boating check for barely squeaking by with a success and uh, a six after fatigue on the bigger check. All right, I would say for Torland with the with the fight with Olber, he like being beaten up, he could like just like a spine back into place. Just <laughs> like, oh, that's so good, and then now he's he's much better now. In his, sorry, sorry, Elena. What uh, what did uh, Truco get? I know an eight in athletics and a four in bigger checks. So uh, he's all right. Okay, and and Dana Benny's a two to get another eight Um, with all modifiers in play. Okay. And I'll need a bigger check from you as well. Oh, dear. Let's go. Um, I actually should have said the bigger checks from everybody would have come with a uh, modifier. Oh, really? What kind of modifier? Yeah, minus one. So uh, mm. Torland and Trooper be a are at a three instead of a four. That's right. still fine. Russ still bring it to a five. With the uh, minus one, Dana goes to four. And then there's a two on the reroll, uh, another two on the reroll. That's uh, a four on the reroll. Mm, I'll take the fatigue. Okay. All right. Uh, Chuka will use a Benny. And that's much better. Oh, that's yeah. like a 10. 10 minus one, nine. Nine on both rolls. Yeah. Okay. Do we know what the uh, modifier is? So. Uh. For the vigor check, yeah, uh, it was just a minus one at the time. Uh, for staying up all night, it. yeah, for staying up all night. Uh, meant to say that before you guys rolled. Forgot about that. Um, so bloody hour does come. Um, Let's do this, Motorwall. Russ, I believe it was Russ Truco and uh, Dana are all getting six slashes. Oh, I wasn't really six slashes because I wasn't woken up by scourge. Oh, you, you still fell asleep. Everybody who fell asleep is getting six lashes, whether they were explicitly woken up by Scourge or not. Nice. Um, and that is, uh, that'll be 
two more bigger checks from everybody at a plus one. Oh, that's... Or so... from the three there to get lashes. You know, well, we'll do these one at a time to avoid all this scrolling. Right. All right, you little pussy cat. To the main mast. What, you, the what did you... And you would just, like, not contain yourself, Trugo? <laughs> just, just beat it up. You will get your revenge. And just the mast... Uh, I'm afraid it's... for what we're going to do to Master Scourge. <laughs> uh, that's it with, with any modifier, or is it... Uh, oh, it's it was a plus one. Plus one. Plus one. Oh, right. Yeah, so that would be a make five. Another, make another Vigor check as well. Make another. Six lashes. And that will be a seven. And, uh... <clears throat> Pretty lucky. Uh, Master Scourge looks at you, Russ, and goes, All right, Flyboy. To the main mast. Yeah. Master Scourge over here, the Peacock Comet. You guys, you've all been here for a week. <laughs> oh, that was close. I'm good. That's a two and a one, and I'm going to absolutely Benny that first roll. Uh, four. It's a four plus one, but minus one for fatigue, so it's a four. Yeah. If fatigue is already. Yeah, yeah, fatigue's counted, already right? calculated yeah. in there. And you have plus one. I didn't remember. Sometimes it doesn't go after like the first roll if you Benny it. Oops, I forgot to put plus one on that. But that's a ace on the d6 on one of them. Uh, so six. Or, yeah, seven for the second okay. one. Okay. And uh, Master Scourge looks at Dana and goes, All right, hero, time for you on the main mast. I'm so beat up already. Let's try to do this stoically. God, you need an ace that on a D6. A, oh, you had the plus one in there. So, yeah, that's a three. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Wow. Um, the... Can I ask, mechanically speaking, what happens if if I stay with the fail since I already have max fatigue? Uh, you would become incapacitated. You would essentially just pass out. <sighs> Although I would certainly say it's probably more from tiredness than from the lashes. Yeah, the, yeah I'm, I'm not going to... Okay. I'm not going to spend a Benny on it. Sometimes the strong fall. Um, and one last roll from Dana that I forgot about. Give me another notice roll. Another notice roll. Yep. So the whole thing with fatigue, when does it recover? Is it when we rest, basically? Yeah. Um, these kinds of fatigue will, will go away when you when you rest. That's a big old zero on the notice roll, but I will Benny that. Well, apropos to get a zero on a There's notice a roll when you're passing out. That is a six well, on the notice roll with the Benny. That notice roll was from earlier in the day. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, if she gets a third level of fatigue from this, isn't she just incapacitated? Yes. Um, uh. So before the evening hit, um, in the galley, you do find a, uh, a small to medium-sized uh, cooper barrel that uh, is is labeled as some Carnathy wine, and you do oh. manage to kind of, it doesn't have a spigot, and you kind of try it. The quality of it is really not that great, but it is a little small barrel of wine. It's not grog. Yeah. All right. It's not rum. Exactly. Well, grog is rum, just watered down. And uh, so, yeah, you pass out during your lashes. Uh. Um, I, and... So Dana won't be doing anything for the Wait, game. even with the... Oh, oh, okay. The notice was the six. Yep, the notice was the six. Um, she does not have anything of that. Um, 
So I would assume you're assisted down back into your bunk. Yeah, Chuka uh, will go ahead and just try to help Dania. Dania too. Uh, did anybody want to take any nighttime actions tonight? Uh, or sleeping? Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe you can take the nighttime action of sleep. Uh, I think Jorlin's just going to watch over Dana's passed out, you know, make sure nobody tries anything funny, given about what he's been hearing about some of the uh, individuals aboard this ship. And uh, Truco? Yeah, no, he's going to sleep as well for today. Um, he will try something else maybe another day, but today seems to fit into. Okay. Um, everybody can recover a level of fatigue. I'm It'll still leave Dana a little tired for the day, but uh, uh, so morning time comes um, on the 26th. The day comes out. The seas are quite a bit calmer. Um, duties are beginning to get passed out. I'm cooking, aren't I? Yeah, I you are. See. Yeah, it's just not. It's just not fair. I mean, there's so many other things you could be doing. <laughs> I just see you shaking your head, and I know what's coming. And. Uh, so, uh, Master Scourge looks at you, Truco. Yes. And you see him kind of, you kind of, you see him kind of, uh, squint his eyes at you a little bit and, and kind of give you I squint back. stuff. He goes, you, you're doing line work today. You're on the decks. Get, get to work. Uh, so the line works all about, you know, hoisting and lowering the sail, sails all day long. All right. You're not actually in the rigging. You're up on the main deck, but you're working the rigging. Um, Flyboy, more of the same. Um, so your job's the same as it was yesterday, uh, yes. hauling rope and doing not work there, Russ. Got it. And uh, he looks at you, Torlin, and um, you're swabbing the decks today. Get a bucket, get a stone, get to work. Mm-hmm. And um, Mr. Lagra comes up and kind of goes, uh, calls everybody back. She's like, all right, everybody back here. So Narwhal has gone missing. Does anyone know what happened to Narwhal? Did anyone see him go overboard during the storm or at any other time? Question there first. First of all, does anyone besides anyone besides Torlan knows? Who Narwhal know is? <laughs> if, no, I mean I don't know if if he told us. On the I mean, this probably be a question if any of you actually know who Narwhal is as well. I haven't told. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I would say at this point, all of you certainly have the main crew. All of you know who everybody is. You may have just not had much contact with, with people, so you would know who Narwhal is. All right. Uh, but I certainly haven't heard Torlin tell anything to anyone. So I did mention uh, the Narwhal at one point last session. Just, you know, maybe there's like a smarts roll to remember that or something. You mentioned DM failed that smarts roll, so. Yeah. <laughs> So Truco looks. There was an offhand comment. comment to give for after saving his life. Ah, true. And it was cryptic. Say Russ yeah. doesn't know. No, nope. I'm I'm quite certain Torlin would not tell Dana. <laughs> I mean, you were passed out. It's they whispered you the story in in your sleep, you know. <laughs> oh. Con- confessing when I couldn't hear him. Yeah. Uh. I mean, not confessing, he did nothing wrong. Uh, certainly not in Torland's mind. <laughs> um, Russ is going to keep quiet unless addressed. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Dana has no idea about Narwhal. Real, real quick, Dana, your wound you have, was that the wound from the fight with Albert? Yes. 
uh, I'll let that come off today since it was just, you know, it was fist fights and stuff like that. There was, right. wasn't a serious cut or anything like that or broken bones or anything. So we'll, we'll take that wound off. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so Mr. Lagra is just kind of like staring down from up in the quarter deck, just looking at everybody and everybody's just kind of looking around like, you know, Conic Bar's on. I haven't seen him since the storm. I mean, with Giffer going over, maybe he went over. I don't know. And uh, yeah, Mr. Lagra just looks at you and goes, if I find out any of you had anything to do with his disappearance, it'll be a keel hauling for you. Get to work. And she kind of waves you all off. Um, give me... Uh, I'll, I'm sure he'd be equally choked up if one of us fell over. Huh? Well, yeah, actually, never mind the notice roll. You guys can actually tell. Um, uh, Mr. Lagra, she she takes, she looks at all four of you kind of extra long um, and, and extra stern. All right. You could probably ask, like, to the guy next to him, like, is that the dwarf with the long nose? Or it was the dwarf with the long ears? I don't remember those. What guy was it? <laughs> Dwarfs don't have long ears, yeah. true though. Yeah, no, but the Norwell had the there's... smashed nose. The smashed nose. There you go. It's the dwarf with a nose like a dwarf. Oh, right. <laughs> um, so, um, any daytime? Well, let's take our evening. Uh, take the take the break time to see if there's any. Uh, figure out if there's any daytime actions you want. So we are back from our break. Uh, new day coming. Uh, would anybody like to take a ship action? Russ, you got anything in mind? Yeah. Um, I think Russ is going to try to work some influence on Aretta Taravan. Okay. One of the fellow swabs while they're both working, I would hope, at the same chunk of the ship. Okay. Um, you were doing hauling rope work. Uh, sure. We'll say she's doing rope work as well. So Aretta, um, we'll say, I mean, you'd have enough, you know, incidental contact with her and experience with her that she is pretty uh, bad-tempered. Mm-hmm. And uh, she seems to be a half orc only because there is one large incisor coming up from her uh, bottom jaw, and she's kind of got larger, pointier ears than a human does. So, it's the, other than that, nothing else gives away the fact that she's got some orc ancestry in her. Um, uh, but she's, yeah, she's working the lines with you as well. And uh, how does uh, initial contact look? Or what, how are you starting this all up? Or is there any particular angle you're looking to go? I don't think so. I think I think Russ is gonna. If if anything comes up, then it's a it's a small talk between, you know, uh, in the multiple hours of the day. Uh, does she have any notable in the week that we've been here? There's been multiple fights, a storm where somebody got knocked over. Uh, give me a common knowledge check. Awesome. See what you might have uh, picked up about Aretta. Aretta, I think. It's a five on the dice, and I'll keep that. Um, she definitely really likes the fights. Um, she does seem a bit um, bloodthirsty or something. She she seems to enjoy a good brawl. You've seen her uh, one of the nights she was involved in some of the uh, arm wrestling that was going on and uh, betting on it and cheering on it. And uh, definitely seemed to like participate in the parts with the arm wrestling where they uh, you know, wherever the losing hand would go would smash on some glass or nails or sharp pieces of metal and whatnot. Um, so she seemed to get into that quite a bit. Uh, 
Did she but, give any uh, of the... She's got a bit of a foul mouth and a, and, a, okay. and a foul temper. A bit of a foul temper. You're not sure if it's... Uh, you don't... Uh, you haven't seen so far. You don't think so much. It's just a general foul temper. She's, she just curses like a sailor. Apropos. Yeah. Not as bad as Rosie, but then again, you're not sure anybody on the ship is as bad as Rosie. Down for a little arm wrestle later? Uh, you immediately see her her like head, head kind of cocks and her eyes kind of brighten up. And she goes, always. Good. I'm in something of a foul mood. Could use a little way to let off some steam. Oh, that, that would be wonderful. I mean, hardly anything happened last night. Everybody quit and went to bed early. Yeah. Working, uh, working all night through a storm will do that to you. But you seem to take it pretty well. It's just the devourer talking. The, de- the devourer. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Uh, you uh, you you ascribe this. <laughs> she kind of she looks aghast at you a little bit, and she goes, "We're in the devourer's domain, are we not?" Yeah, yeah. I, of course we are. That's uh, <laughs> the whole ocean, and all of that is is all of his domain. Everything that we see is the, is his domain. So I've been told. Uh, give me a persuasion check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an ace on two aces on the d4 all right okay i really hope rust does not somehow get some sort of reputation as a adept of this dark six or something um she, she does kind of look look at you a little uh shifty eye kind of like judging you up and down and stuff and she goes yeah, you don't strike me as the one the type that would arm wrestle you look at and she kind of reaches out and grabs your arm she goes she, you seem a bit uh flimsy on the bones oh i'll fool you welcome and open to that i served in the military for a little bit of time you know how about you what'd you do for the war <laughs> what makes you think i fought for any of those asinine people in the five kingdoms oh didn't i didn't say for the for the five kingdoms i was just wondering what you were what you were doing for this last little you know chunk ah sailing with the cloud reavers and taking some some goods from those folks hmm? been lots of shipments especially in the last four years it's quite uh disappointing that we haven't seen more ships these these last couple days or this last week since we've left regalport and uh and you think that's where we're, where we're heading out to now we're gonna do some reaving for the not for the devourer for the the cloud reapers although if it's for the devourer then that would be a, a thing too <laughs> uh she kind of looks a little bit confused a bit and she's just Reeve for Prince Rockface. She reeves for the Devourer. Oh. They, she kind of le- leans in. They say she was born of the Devourer, born of the sea. Do they? Oh, well, that's that's something. Yeah, Must be where she gets all her, her power from. She's, she's got a lot of it. I most definitely think so. I've seen her hit with a halibird and nothing happened. Straight. They were trying to run her through. And it seemed to just glance off, and she just beheaded the fool that tried it. Interesting, but didn't cast any spells or anything like that? Just straight up power from that down below, that dude, that guy. I think that's where it comes from. I have not seen her cast spells at any time. I've, she is definitely has the blessing of the devourer. Interesting. Well, all right. Well... We'll see if uh, if that Reven pays off or if the military carries the day, I guess. I'll see you down below decks after Grog. Excellent. Well, we can either do that or we can play some uh, some Hoglop. Some Hoglop. And what is what is Hoglop? Oh, tossing a, a lead 
a grease-covered lead ingot across the deck to see who could throw it the farthest. If that is your spirit of competition, I'm eager to test myself at it. In the name of his watery deepness, I guess. Um, she kind of like, she she punches your arm and she goes, I don't know, we'll, we'll see, I, but I, I kind of like you, blue boy. Maybe uh, we'll see how that holds up tonight. Look forward to it. No, we'll um, get back to work. Yeah, so with a 10, a success, and a raise, you've definitely... Uh, um, actually, you're in there seem, seem to get her opening up quite a bit in the beginning. Uh, and she seemed to open up a bit to you during the course of the conversation and in a friendly kind of way. Or friendlier kind of way. She's She still yells at you a number of times during the day because, you know, you're not tying a knot right um, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you think you made some decent inroads. Um... Anybody else? Uh, Truco, you got a daytime uh, action? Working diligently. Will be the same oh. for me. I'd like okay. to visit the quartermaster. Okay. Um, <clears throat> incidentally, off to the sides, I, I did give Torlin and Dana bennies for egging on uh, Russ. <laughs> uh, in the chat. Uh, looks like I donated it to Jerusco. Uh, yeah, Russ got two bennies. Oh. Torlin got zero. Oh, You'll need it more than me. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so yeah, you could just go ahead and spend one of those bennies, kick out one of those bennies, Russ. Sure. So, um, so Torlin's working diligently. Truco's working diligently. Dana, what are you up to? So well, your day is your day is much easier because mm-hmm. Fish Guts is sober. He's helping in the kitchen, or he's not helping. You're helping him mm-hmm. in the kitchen for once, right? Um, so he has you doing various duties and various stuff. Uh, give me a notice check. Still have a level of fatigue. That's a three and I'm holding. Okay. Um, yeah, even though you're helping, him, you're helping him out, he's keeping you pretty busy, right? We're doing various stuff. And, and he's the main one kind of in front of the fire and um, in, in front of his uh, you know, table that has most of the chaos on it. Uh, so you don't nothing really stands out in particular new in the galley that you haven't already seen all right and um but you want to head now are you wanting to head to the quartermaster to do some shopping or uh for more influence well answer yes i want to uh i want to take that little cask of wine i found the other day um ask fish guts if he needs anything while i'm gone and uh go talk to grok about getting my stuff back so, um, so those would technically be two different ship actions. Well, uh, shopping in general. Are, so are you just going to try and get your gear back, just whole cloth, not buying anything in particular? Uh, yeah. I'm, that, like so I said, I want, I want to bring that cask with me. So you're not shopping per se. I'm not shopping per se, but she okay. might. But we're kind of trading, perhaps. I I have an idea of how this of how I want this to shake out, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fish guts, head and see Grok for a minute. You need anything while I'm gone? Uh, nope. All right, back in a bit. Yeah, is it just like a little cask I can tuck under my arm kind of thing? Um, yeah, somewhat. Tiny keg. <laughs> Tiny yeah. keg. All right, so I will just, uh, yeah, stroll down the hall with my little cask of wine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Grok is working there in the uh, 
in her little office with the, you know, the half door kind of closed with the bars on the top and stuff. She seems to be taking inventory of some sort. Morning, Grok. Morning to you. What you looking for? Well, you're on about. I'm assuming that Fish Guts hasn't started drinking yet. Oh no, yet, he huh? started drinking. He's just uh, handling it real well this morning somehow. But yeah, whatever, uh, uh, whatever dwarf gene there is that uh, no, keeps from getting no, too he drunk. Didn't. But he, he has it today, one. and you know what? I'll take what I can get. Uh, so, uh, but I've come to see you, and uh, I'm looking for some things that belong to me. Well, I probably have some things that belong to you. <laughs> you probably do, and think it's. Uh, I think it's time they went back where they belong. Uh, so, yeah, and. Oh, Grok. Hey, I run a business here. I don't hand out free stuff. <laughs> you got it for free, didn't you? I run a business here. I don't hand out free stuff. You ought to consider yourself lucky that I'm even willing to give it out because your stuff here ain't your stuff right now. It's here, the property of Prince Mika. <laughs> well, she didn't pay for it either, but you know what? I'll cut you a deal. And I, uh... Oh, so generous! I put this cask of wine on the counter. I'll, I'll be straight with you, it's not the best vintage I've ever tried, but it's not rum either. Really? Really, give it a try. Um, so yeah, she puts a cup up to it and, um, pours some out and takes it and she goes, <clears throat> I've drank better piss water and a brothel and cliff's great. All right, Hard, this ain't what rum. do you expect? Yeah, this is uh, not the best. There's not much value here for this. I ain't giving you back all your stuff for this. Well, I'm able to trade some of it. Let me pull up what I <clears throat> let me pull up what I had in the first place. I've got that logged somewhere. Yeah, if you go to uh, journal notes, journal notes on on the left, right, and then there's a little scroll-looking icon that says quest log. Actually, I think uh, even quicker than that, you should, if you go to journal entries on the right-hand side, down at the very bottom, there should be a button that says quest log. Um, all right. In progress. Get your gear back from the quartermaster. I just accidentally deleted it. Um, that doesn't help. Oh, yeah. All right. Stand by. I do have a screenshot of all my starting gear that I can also pull. Up. I have the window open right now, so I oh. was looking at it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, hey, it just, uh, mm -hmm. it's taking you off of it. So, here, can you see it now? Is in progress? Yes. So if I click on it, all right. Well, uh, well, there's, there's two things I'll, I'll trade this cask for. One of them's, uh, one of them's, uh, useful to me. And the other one's useful to everyone on this ship, if it's back in the right hands. For one thing, I was—I uh, heard the other day, this ship's missing a navigator. Well, I know a thing or two about that, and if you give me my uh, my compass and sextant back, I can help this ship out, get us where we need to go faster, more lively. <laughs> you think the captain is interested in listening to a swab like you? No, nope. well, that's, uh, that's why I'll tell you what I find. Yeah, 
I find hard to believe that you're anything but incredibly daft. But uh, I'll entertain that idea. What's, what's the other thing you're thinking of? Well, you know how life is on this ship, and uh, I think you've at least heard the stories of how life is for some of the women on this ship. I think it's high time I had my sword back. Uh, Everyone else on this tub is armed. Uh, give me a persuasion check minus two. Okay. Persuasion. That was almost an ace, but it toppled over. I'm, I'll start with my free reroll. And that's a, that's a one, and I'm going to Benny it. There's the ace. That's a seven, and I'm holding. Um... Let's see. She, um, she, she kind of leans back and considers it a bit, um, and um, she say, "This isn't a particularly good vintage, but I'll find use for it. Throw in a couple galifars, and we'll call it good. We'll call it even." Oh, I do have a couple of galifars, thanks to Truco betting on me. So I, I smile and say, "Then we're even," and I slide two galifars across the counter. Okay. It is a uh, good thing you didn't ask for your dagger back. My Dago knife? Yeah. Good thing, huh? It, it's it, it's not masterwork, but it has a fine inlaid handle that's a bit more obvious in value. Well, I, I keep, um, yeah, I guess she, un did she unwrap it? <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't think they actually went through your gear and looked at it all? Of course they did. Fair enough. Well, I, uh... I tuck my navigator's tools into my belt pouch and strap on my sword belt and say, see you with three. Okay. And uh, when I when I take a reading with these tools, I'll... I know Captain's not going to listen to me. I'll let you know what I find. You you do that. She just kind of like uh, smirks and shake her, shakes her head and, and a little bit of like... Uh, like she's a little incredulous or speaking to a child or something like that. All right. Um, um, so you go back. You don't need to make a roll today since um, Fish Guts is sober and doing the cooking. Um, but everybody else needs um, another athletics reporting check from Truco. Um, you get a plus one. Athletics as well? Yeah. Or it was just uh, boating or athletics. Really? Okay. Howling rope and not work, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, for swap duty or whatever. All right. It was up to oh no! I wanted to fail somewhere else, not during work. <laughs> I wanted to fail in that uh, stealth situation of yesterday. Oh, anyway, fail on a D10. God, that's. Oh. I mean, uh, there's a one chance. sixty. Yeah. So what? Critical kind of failure. Critical failure from Truco. Yeah. On his line work today, uh, what Torlin get for swabbing the decks? Ten. Working diligently. Ten on your figure check, and Russ for oh. the line work got a. Uh, nine and uh, vigor. Well, that's a five on the dice. We'll keep that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So your work goes well. Let's see. What's Truco? Can I make a suggestion? Sure. Or... I'm open to. Okay. No, as he's doing like the the rope work and he's like trying to tie things up and trying to um, like uh, at some points, I will guess, just like 
pull from a rope in order to move the the, the sails, right? But he he doesn't realize that uh, the rope, some of it, is a wrap on his leg, and when there is a big wind, he just like takes off at one point and and just he starts to like he's he stays like uh just hanging on a rope upside down at some point and scourge definitely noticed scourge notices and just starts um doing a hard belly laugh um and there's a couple a couple of the the shipmates around him patchy definitely um and uh Tamroth and uh, whatever that orc is, Arzag, um, they all kind of see you and they all just start laughing and pointing right, up right. to you while you're hanging out. You're going to try to you, rapidly you try to take cut the dagger, uh, with, with his dagger the rope. Just about. Yeah, and without thinking too clearly, you cut you cut the rope with your dagger while you're still hanging up in the air and then just plunge down onto the deck as yeah. well. So suffering some rope burns and uh, a banged up head, you take on a level of fatigue from bumps and bruises all right. um, from that. Um, bloody hour comes, and uh, none of you are on the receiving end of Master's. Are uh, a couple others. Rosie gets a lashing. Oh no, uh, for talking back. Oh, Rosie. Um, and uh, Tamroth Scrimshaw uh, oh, also no. gets some lashes for laziness. And uh, you know, the evening comes a bit, uh, dinner comes, and you can already hear. Um, Adretta is kind of calling out to get a game of uh, hog lob going with everyone on the ship now that the storm is over and past. Um, Dorlin uh, would, as soon as duties are done, he would want to s- sneak down to uh, wherever the cots are and just have a moment alone with his heart. Uh, sure. If he can find it. Are, are you planning on... Uh, Casting something on yourself? Uh, yeah, he is going like, to cast an ominous ode. Okay. Uh, so Torlin begins uh, playing and uh, uh, kind of looks around. He's not really like uh, aiming for complete, you know, privacy or anything like that. But uh, so he just uh, inquires into the wind, into the tones that he's strumming here um if it is a good idea or not uh what would the outcome be of giving a eulogy for nar narwhal <laughs> oh That's this up. is what the uh mafia level wow okay uh, <laughs> uh give me uh well make make your uh performance role for uh, spellcasting. Yes. Okay, that is a four on that. And it should be uh, seven power points, assuming that those have been restored by now. Uh, Yeah, they would have been restored from the previous nights. Um, Oh, um, man, what would the results be of giving a eulogy? Um, Do you announce it before you're going to do it? Or do you just do it in in the middle of dinner? Uh, this is down by the cots, so oh. he has uh, a modicum of privacy, I think. Okay. Um, I kind of forget a little bit of what we talked about, about the results being, but what I'm kind of thinking is what you get is uh, you get a little bit of uh, discord on your harp as well as a little bit of harmony on your harp. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which kind of tells you that um, it could be good or bad. Well, mm-hmm. um, mm. the traveler brings sorrow, and the traveler brings revelation and change. So, uh, and he just kind of utters into the air. I guess I'm going to find out which one it, uh, which one of these gifts you're going to give me tonight, uh, and. Uh, if it's all right, he will also because he knows that this performance uh, could be could go very poorly for him. So he does want to kind of uh, hype himself up a little bit by playing one of his favorite uh, ditties from from his childhood here with a serenade to boost his performance. Okay, since uh, I believe boost rate only lasts technically five rounds, oh. what I would say is uh, you would probably want to play this just before you do the eulogy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can maintain you can maintain it, but effectively, it's uh, the the maintaining of it is not going to be a very long time. Uh, it's like a PowerPoint per five rounds. Uh, I think, yeah, PowerPoint. I think just doubles the base duration of it. Okay. Um, well, I, I'm I fine with it. You know, kind of being like a a, a magical component of of what he's uh, playing up there because he is intending to have the harp as part of the performance. Yeah, I mean. I think at this point, uh, again, still nobody has any reason to believe you're doing anything in particular with your harp other than playing it. Uh, yeah, powers may be obtained for their base duration for one PowerPoint per individual. So, I mean, you can certainly maintain it for a few minutes, but that would be about it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that's what so, he's going to do with his nighttime action is entertain. So okay. whenever that comes around. Sure. Um, We'll get we'll get back to that. Um, I believe Russ is going to be engaging in some hog lob, huh? Yeah, sounds like. Um, Let's do this. Gen- that generally falls under gambling on the ship. Oh, good! I actually took a point in that gambling games. If anybody wants to participate and join in that, or do something else for their nighttime actions, I mean, certainly. <laughs> an opportunity. Money's for, involved. I'm doing it for, for money to be gained. Right. I think but, I will go down with Torlin and um, perhaps... Oh, hello, Dana. What's that? Hello, Dana. Hello. I think I will um, contribute to his performance if he if he lets me. <clears throat> well, the performance would be up on the ship, right? That's my understanding. You're in the in the galley. Yeah. 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 Uh, so you're not going to take a nighttime action. Per se, in particular, other than uh, supporting no, Torlin, the, the nighttime action is, uh, yeah, yeah. I suppose it would be supporting well, Torlin. Or, is, yeah. or can you consider the nighttime action doing a, entertaining? Oh, uh, you know, let's con- minus one fatigue, minus two untrained. Let's do it. I'm entertaining the crew tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Stay that so, so given. So Dorland does uh, inform you of his his plan here, because uh, presumably, you know, you'd ask, yeah, which is to give a eulogy to uh, this fallen fellow. As it doesn't seem like anybody, even his compatriots, are paying any mention to him disappearing. Well, if uh, you know, since Torland thinks it's important to honor the dead Cloud Reaver, though he may have been, I, I will. I will join him in singing a lament. Uh, and there's an angle on this, you know. Uh, I hope I don't bung it up, but I'm, I'm thinking that uh, I may be able to interweave a little bit of uh, 
Hmm. Just questioning of, of uh, some of the officers amongst this eulogy that I'm going to uh, talk about. Oh, Uncle. I, you know I'm behind you on that. Just, uh, well. I'll try and be subtle enough about it. <laughs> when was the last time you were subtle? It's not my strong suit. Well, we'll be fine together. Uh, okay. Is there, well, like... It's only a crit fail that uh, support rolls subtract from me, correct? Correct. So, okay. Correct. So there's, there's no, like, but bad odds from her having a minus 10 right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think she did say that she's just going to turn it into entertainment, so... Okay. Um, so that'll be her action. So that would kind of consider that, you know, maybe that you're kind of supporting them, but you're also playing a little bit by yourself as well. Is that, is that about right, Dana? Yeah, kind of like, you know, once uh, once Torlin does his song then, or whatever, then I'll do a little song and then. So you're, you're supporting him by cleaning up whatever mess it is that he's about to cover and trying to distract people from what it was that he just said. Whatever mess I'm about to make. <laughs> yeah, that that's a good spin on it. That it, you know, if uh, something goes a little, if there start to be uneasy whispers in the crowd, I'll distract them all with my beautiful singing. Um, I'll give you Benny for that because you've already established that you can't carry a tune. Um, about as beautiful so as a foghorn on a dreary day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Russ, you are. Um, so Retta comes comes to you and uh, a small crowd, of the crew that's come out, you know, everybody's already, you know, they're drinking the grog. And she goes, all right, this is Hoglob, <clears throat> right? And she holds this um, this kind of roughly shaped, uh, 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 it's an some sort of object, you know, kind of, you know, about a couple hand size. Uh, it's, there's pig, pig skin wrapped around it. And there's all this kind of like this, lard that has been smeared on the um on this thing and she just kind of hands it to you and it, it just kind of drops down in your hands a bit it's got some heft to it it's you know she explains that this is there's a lead ingot in here um just giving a lot of weight and she goes there's only one thing to do with this it's just whoever throws it farthest down the deck wins right. that petting round and uh and say you know over a number of rounds you can make um it's actually since you're participating in it, right, is what you plan on doing. Yeah. Uh, it'll be an athletics check for you at a minus uh, at a minus two, and I'll roll. Um, I'll roll for the crew members as well. I'm just going to roll them with a wild die to kind of like include a number of people and uh, see kind of where you place and where you stand in all this. All right. Um, and how about we go through a uh, three rounds? You say. Sounds like a plan. Let's do this. Are you planning on betting any money on yourself or on this at all? No, I think Russ was was pulling from honesty. He just wants to vent some some frustrations been building up. <coughs> yeah, bro, you've already before the beginning of the beginning of the game. You you uh, feel like Truka uh, patting your shoulder at some point and just going just picking up a, a coin up and smart guy. Yeah. I know you do. I think Russ. Yeah, I think Russ takes off his his jacket and his scarf, leaves the gloves on, but. Yeah. Break it out. And uh, is this Truco's opportunity yes. to gamble? Yes. Uh, I'm. I'm seeing the game, and also uh, Truco is um, looking towards the people that were laughing at him uh, during the work 
the day of work, uh, mm -hmm. if if they are around, and he he's he's looking at them, just um, just thinking. For the moment, he will bet on Rascal, but uh, he might try to uh, play himself this game against someone else at, at another point. Yeah, this does kind of go right the round where you know whoever's right. in for this round, they all throw it, and the one who throws it the farthest right. wins and whatnot. But let's um, first the the play with Rascal and and just betting. Um, let's say is your is your poverty hindrance kicking in here? Yes. Yeah. I want to. I want. I want for it to kick in. Uh, maybe later if that's if you're okay with that. Like, um, or. Sure, we'll just include I, your winnings in whatever gets half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, I bet, um, took a little bit like five gold, five Galifars, uh, on Rascal. You want to go first, Russ? Sure. And we'll say this this encompasses a couple, you know, a couple rounds of throwing, right? This first time. Ooh, okay. Right. That's a four minus two for a two. I'm going to go ahead and Benny that. It's another four minus two. So I'll keep that round. Two. Okay. Cool. Um, oh, that was a private roll. Um, did that come up right? That did not include the minus two. So that was actually a zero. Um, wow. Rerolling that with a penny. That's a better. That's a three. I can stand on Russ winning with a two. Um, <laughs> uh, so we'll say this first round. Um, Arietta is the one who kind of takes this round. and uh, Or, you know, after a couple rounds of throwing, she's... She, She's gotten the best out of most of the people so far. And uh, you know, here comes another uh, set of throwing. Is Russ in again? Yep. Not too so, bad for a fly, boy. We're just getting warmed up. Just got to know how to throw it. Two minus two for none. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and Benny that. See if my <laughs> luck decides to improve, which it doesn't. That's a four minus two for a two. Sorry, I'm saving. I'm saving all my good rolls. <laughs> uh, Actually, if we're doing best of three, I gotta. Uh, mm, yeah, I'll throw one more Benny at it because I started to say I would anyways. <laughs> there I'm glad already. I did. There it is. Double ace. Ooh, Ooh. yeah. That's an 11 minus two for a nine. All right. Uh, and since I need to be an 11, I'll spend one of my bennies and re roll. <laughs> Spending all my bennies on throwing a pigskin wrapped iron ingot. <laughs> I have watermelon at summer camp. I have priorities. Yeah, why not? Mm -hmm. One more Benny. Yeah, so group for the Dungeon Master best I got was a seven, got a zero and a three. Um, so Ruskell takes that round. So is that the round that uh, Truco bet on somebody else besides Russ? Um. No, no, no. He 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 bet it on Rust, but um, I I will say he he gains money now, but he will lose it later. Uh, that, that's that's. Um, yeah, I, I will play it uh, on later. Basically, you broke even. You lost the first couple tosses, and then you then you won a good hand in the second one that kind of regained your losses. So at this point, you've broken even. Okay. Okay. Right. Is, is or, there a third uh, round for this? Here, or for, yeah, for this third third uh, set of throws. Are you betting any more? Um, yeah, still betting. Uh, seven gold on Rascal, because he, he saw the this last roll was really, his throw was really, really good uh, on this second round. So he will 
uh, he's confident that he will do great on the third one. All right. And is that confidence um, well placed, Russ? Let's find out. Ooh, can I do better than a three? Am I fishing for a crit fail? Fish, fish, fish. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm going to spend my last Benny for an ace on the D6. Mm-hmm. It's like a seven after the minus two. All right. All right. Oh, and uh, the rest of the crew comes up with a two. And I will spend my last Benny. Don't have enough pennies. Um, oh, there's an um, ace. No. Oh, oh, and the dungeon mess comes up so, with a six. Just shy. So, so, oh. so Russ manages to win again in the second round, and everybody's kind of like, ah, oh, how, how did you do that? Yes. Russ is drinking grog off the side. magic, didn't you? Magic? No. I, yeah, I haven't. I don't have any magic see, with me. You see Badger kind of coming up to you with, you know, his striped hair and everything like that. And he's just like, I don't trust you. You did something funny. There's no way that you can out toss me. By the looks of it, I just did. And you could kind of see him steaming and it doesn't help. And uh, Aretha just kind of comes and goes, calm down, Badger, calm down. It was fair and square from the from the good last. And she kind of claps you on the back. Um, I just don't think we established that you bet anything on yourself there, Ruskell. No, Ruskell didn't. No, oh, you asked if I if I was going to at the top of the round, and I said Russ isn't betting on himself. Okay. Um, let's say Truco, uh, Truco gets another, uh, so about yeah, seven. He, he has like seven uh, Gullifers, uh, but I will say- um, Well, you, you won 10. I won 10, okay, yeah. all right. So I will have 24. Uh, I, will, I will like to do two things. Uh, if possible, uh, one would be the eulogy is, is over. It's like it's like in the mid, like it's still going on or something like that. Uh, well, during the course of all of this, Torlin, would you be kind of waiting for the hog lobbing to kind of like die down a bit before you do your eulogy? Uh, I guess Torlin just kind of comes in like strumming uh, at some point. Okay, strumming. What, what yeah, on his harp. Sure. Do your uh, serenade first. Oh right. Okay, and the serenade. So, the just so you, just so you know, I know you added uh, an uh, what is that active effect for serenade? Uh, yes, uh, I did. Ser- uh, the active effects don't work on skills; they only work on attributes currently. Oh, really? For the Savage World. So, unfortunately, you won't be able to like use that for your performance because sh- I don't okay. believe it should work unless it's changed recently. Okay, good to know. Uh, all right, so this is going to performance, so it's going to be a D10. Uh, I will just roll that uh, in the dice box. Okay, so you got a success on the serenade there. I just did a little thing to uh, improve your um, uh, your voice and your hands along your harp. Yes. Um, so Torlin kind of just comes in strumming, and he like gets up on one of the tables in the... Uh, in the galley. Well, certainly this game is happening on the deck, up on the deck side, right? Okay, well then uh, then he doesn't do it during the game. Okay. Uh, so after the game concludes, some of the crew file back into the galley, and uh, Torlin steps up and starts doing some of his usual, what's become usual performance. Yeah, because he doesn't really want to do it up on the deck where the officers are, and, and you've said before that the officers don't 
have their own, you know, galley, so. Or a place that they commune. Uh, so mm -hmm. Torlin comes in strumming and he gets up on one of the tables and uh, and it's just kind of this slow, uh, methodical, rhythmic uh, droning strum that he's doing uh, just to kind of get the attention of the crew. And, and uh, to a degree, this is how he's been starting his tales uh, the past few nights before the storm hit. Um, so they know a little bit too what to expect those that enjoy it might tune in and those that uh, don't might uh, you know go to a different corner we've been blown off course our destination is a far in the head and possibly in our in the opposite direction <clears throat> based on where the sun is pointed in the moons there are storms racking at our sails deckhands lost at sea we're aimless I didn't notice Narwhal fellow well He's probably a right sorry bastard, just like the rest of us. But he was hardy enough to go blow for blow fool with me a few times in fisticuffs, and I think that that deserves a little bit of homage. And I haven't heard any of you, even you sorry fellows over over there yonder. And he points over at, uh, you know, uh, the group that was with him when they fought in below decks and those first uh, sessions a couple days back, probably a week ago at this point. Yeah, a week ago. You know, that was like sl Slippery Sal, uh, Mannheim, or Mahim. Even you sorry fellows he hung around with, I haven't seen you paying any respects. So I mean to give him a send-off. For I think we all have been thinking the same thing. The Devourer, and he does a sign, he sought us out yesterday, and perhaps we have Narwhal to thank for us all not sinking to the bottom of the sea. For it was after he he went and disappeared sometime that night, and a storm disappeared as well. And uh, so he will start to play uh, kind of like a, not quite a dirge, but like a, I don't know, an appropriate tune for the occasion. Right, makes sense, sure. Something that, uh, you know, if he knows any songs the Cloud Reavers find appropriate, he would, he would uh, you know, try and sing that. Sure, give me a common knowledge check first, then. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, common knowledge? Uh, is this going to be an ace? That's an eight. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, you've been performing enough and, and doing so quite successfully with the crew that there's been lots of conversations afterwards. There's been some requests for some songs already. Um, you've even from a, a, a couple... Uh, couple of deckhands you've had you know repeated requests for kind of the same song so you definitely got a sense of some of the okay. stuff that they like all right uh was dana was gonna do her own thing and not support or did i get that wrong yeah she was doing her own thing yeah. all right okay i will roll i'll give you a benny too for this uh interesting eulogy to narwhal <laughs> and how that's going uh, that's an ace and that's a 12. ace on the d10 yeah, um, you seem to, to find the, the right lane to uh, to pitch this tune and to, and to do this. Because um, was there more in the song you were uh, planning on like throwing in for Narwhal? Uh, I thought you were saying that there was... I mean, was he, might try to, he might try to, you know, c compose a, a tale and uh, he, he probably composed some sort of uh, mythological tale of a Narwhal, you know, like fighting a Kraken or something like that. Uh, I don't know off the top right. of my head. Oh, it's a metaphor. 
cool. life, okay. man. <laughs> yeah, you seem to, um... Sometimes you just gotta stick your nose spear into the Kraken. That's um, life, man. Definitely by this point, uh, you can tell you've gotten in pretty good, pretty chummy with uh, Grok. Has been just loving your performances. Uh, I think you have actually, this has been night six, if I remember correctly. So you've kind of like uh, paid that off for her. Mm -hmm. uh, Correct, yeah. You know. Uh, and Crimson Car goes me the finest uh, ale aboard yeah, the ship. Nice. Crimson Cog is just like he's been enraptured by your performances. He's really, um, he particularly thrives under the dark tales that you tell, right? Um, and you could definitely, I mean, like I, like I said, I think last session, um, you haven't necessarily made like blanket friends with everybody because your performances, but you can definitely tell that your performances have um, opened doors to. Uh, conversation that you certainly believe were shut when you came on here on the ship, mm -hmm. right? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so this one's really well received and uh, yeah, success with two raises. You know, there's uh, a bunch of people. Since this was one of the tales that you have told before, the Cloud Reavers like. You know, they're all joining in, and you know, cups are raised, and they are. Uh, you know, by the end of it, they're all toasting to Narwhal, and um, you know, uh, may the may the keeper um, have mercy on his soul. <laughs> yeah, let his soul go through to Dolora, and yes. uh, you know, just kind of. Torlin totally thought to himself, like, "May the keeper, you know, take your soul when he yeah. tossed them yeah. in." So. <laughs> So there's just like, you know, as you might expect on a pirate ship, especially of this ilk, there's just like some really dark, uh, like cheers of that they consider praise that but when you like look under the surface, it's just like, man, this is this is harsh kind of things going on. Um, um, I, I, can I add a bit to that scene uh, from Truco's sure. part to some extent? Uh, Truco will probably get a bit maybe drunk a bit too much at some point uh, during the like the whole ceremony I think and at the end of the of the song that Torlan is doing he was like like he was like clapping and he's like bravo bravo and just going up going with him uh, like next to him and just try to uh, like um, uh, be upon anyone uh, everyone and just say out loud uh, Norwell I have things to say about him um, he had a he had a broken nose, and he almost wanted to beat me up on the first day I got into this ship. But, and he will start thinking to himself for a long time at it. No, that's it. And he will just go off <laughs> the stage. <laughs> and uh, after that, um, he will uh, kind of... Uh, Equally uh, as eloquent, twice as concise. Yeah. <laughs> um... He would like drunkly go out uh, towards the people that laugh at him at the at the day of work and try to like just go and like I I bet you I, I play a game with me just anything it's like uh, how it's how how did you call the game I don't know how it's called in English the one that you like take your arm and uh, go push against arm wrestling arm wrestling arm wrestling go. yeah there you go I will arm wrestle you like just. <laughs> 12, 12 Gallifers. 
right now. Um, you see, you see, our our Zag just kind of like hits Giffer right and says, "I'll take Yon." Um, you know, and they take some of the barrels that they they typically uh, arm wrestle on and put them out and throw a bit of glass on them. And, uh, all right. I don't know if I, ha- I know if I have to roll anything, but that's my narratively way of saying I lose money. Sure. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna let you roll. You don't have to okay, roll anything. Okay. There you go. There you're go. too drunk, and you're not very strong, anyways. So exactly. I kind of fall asleep. Like like, like they took me off, and they just I just fall over, and then I just like start like I don't know, uh, just pass out to some extent, and then get back. Yep. Up. Uh-huh. Um. So take off half your galifors and half your sovereigns. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I bet that amount. I wouldn't say. Well, this happens. I- I'm sure you just you're convinced that you can yeah. beat Darzak, so you yeah, just but... keep going. So uh, you probably go through like five or six rounds, just losing money each time, and and losing quicker and quicker. All right. Um. And what's what kind of story or tale is Dana telling? Ooh. Um. Well, seeing as how Torlin's eulogy was was so well received, um. I would change gears a little and not um, not try to do it as part of this, what's morphed into kind of an official celebration of Narwhal's life, but perhaps just more as the evening goes after everyone's sitting in there, you know, sitting at their tables with their mugs and things are more casual. And I suppose join, join in the reminiscing in the sense of, well, I can't really reminisce about Narwhal and uh, don't really want to, but for Torlin's uh, sake, I'll give them a song. The uh, some some shanty of lament that I picked up at the Silver Eel. All right. Oh, this wouldn't be a, a song that Sirens would just know. Uh, you know, I think it. Well, I mean, I actually have a real a real song in mind. So based on um, yeah, I think it's a Siren song. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can I have Russ support her in this role? Um. Yeah. Oh, I'll allow that. Cool. Maybe he joins in on verse two. Is that how you uh, intend on supporting her by by singing along with her? Yeah. Yeah. Just doing a little harmonizing. That sounds like a performance check to support. Great. Uh, I'm going to play my adventure card. Hey. <laughs> oh wow! Mm. You want her to succeed, don't you? Teamwork. The bonus from all support roles is doubled this round. This applies to all allied characters. That's a really nice card. That's a nice card. <laughs> um, so you said performance. Uh, so yep. here we go. I have no bennies. So there's an ace on the d4 for a five. Oh, hi. Very nice. There you go. That's five. a that's plus two. Double the rolls. Right? So yep. So Dana gets a plus two on a roll. All right. That is. So, I'm also untrained. So. At least that'll have said that. With our powers combined. <laughs> might, we might be mildly decent. Yeah. Well, I think Ruskell's quickly learning. It's just like. Holy crap. Well, okay. I was about to say, okay. he was thinking maybe he's the one that should have like led the song. But uh, yeah, what'd you get there? That Dana? is a nine with, uh, with the support from Russ and with the minus one from my still point of fatigue I'm carrying. Yeah, so that's a success with a raise. Um, For the record, would not have had the raise had Ruskell not assisted. Nope. <laughs> or or played his uh, yeah, or played his cards. So we are in harmony. Yeah. So uh, even though 
most of the people on the ship, except for maybe Truco and uh, Torlin, actually know the song. Um, everybody seems to really enjoy your performance and, you know, kind of uh, harmonizes in as best they can as they're kind of learning the songs, as the verse kind of verses kind of uh, go through. Torlin probably knows a few words, like not the whole thing. The chorus. Yeah, it's, it's got a repeating refrain, so yeah. Yeah, so um, that's uh, that that's well received. You're not sure if it's because maybe some of the folks are warming up to you, or if it's maybe just kind of like toiling, sent them all in a good mood. From uh, you know, they've had some physical activity, blow off some steam from this hard storm. Torlin had a nice little eulogy and song that they really loved. Um, so everybody's in good spirits tonight, and uh, your song is well received. I hold out my glass to uh, to us and say, thanks. Thanks for joining in. I, I don't normally sing with others. You're on a ship. I'll get used to it. <laughs> well, true. I, I mean, I've been on a ship for many years. Well, thanks again. It's it's good to have a little memory of what was. Yeah, I suppose so. Turned out to be a good night in the end. Yeah, you, uh, you made yourself a few coins up there, didn't you? Oh, no, I didn't do it for money. I didn't bet anything. No? No. What, what do you do it for? There's something about jumping off that spar. Mind thinking of training, being a Sky Knight. Realized I haven't felt like that in a long time. It was the first time in a while I think I really felt alive. And the contest, it was... Still riding that you... high, I guess. I don't know. Ever since then, it's just been frustrating. I'll drink kinda to need, that. Yeah. I kind of need that conflict in my life. The highs and the lows, huh? The highs and the lows. Drink to that. I'll drink to that too. During this conversation, Truco is like next, like two meters away, just pass, pass out, just on the floor. Just <laughs> <laughs> I love this, like Russ is like, turned out to be a good night after all. Truco is just like out. Just like <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, all things considered, it would seem like of all your nights on the ship thus far, this is probably one of the. Uh, air quotes, nicest evenings you all have had here on the ship, it seems. Torlin will, Torlin will pick up the cat and take him over to the cots. <laughs> Did I win? Uh, you should see the other guy. <laughs> yeah, <Jeff. laughs> Um, Give him a Benny for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking of giving both of them a Benny for that. Um, so morning comes, morning of the 27th comes, and uh, you know, day starts out like normal. Let me see if Dana does anything else. Can we take our points of fatigue? Uh, yeah, you can, you can remove or? any fatigue you have. Oh, I can remove yeah. my fatigue? Awesome. Wow, I'm actually at a, at a net roll, guys. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, well, that's not from Dana's table. Cooking, cooking, cooking. <laughs> I'm terrified. Yes. I don't want to go down there. Something, Something else? Is it, is it term hunting? <laughs> no. Uh, all right, you drunken cat. Get into the upper rigging. There's a lot of, there's still some storm damage up there. You need to get to work on. Um, and uh, uh, blue fire there. Flyer, you got some repairs from the storm. Take some orders from Hackerill. Work with uh, Arzag and uh, get some of the repairs going. All right. Torlin, man the bilges. 
It's what I'm good for. Still need some storm water cleaned out from the storm. Um, and Dana, you come in with... Uh, That's a high roll. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you kind of come in and uh, for some reason, somehow... Um, so Fish Guts is sitting there and he's just... Uh, he's drinking and he's like, sit, 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 sit. I'm sitting. And he, he passes you his mug of grog. I, I give him a real long, funny look. And, and and he grabs a mug and starts pouring it and goes, drink, drink. You know, there's this time at my at the uh, Armored Lobster where uh, this this heir of Therani came in with this entourage and escort. And he just kind of starts going into this uh, the story and tale of uh, various times. Uh, you know this this particular adventure or encounter that he has in the armored lobster and he just starts telling story after story and he keeps passing you drinks as well he doesn't even bother to tell you what's on the menu tonight or food or anything like that uh you just spend a couple hours just like uh, bullshitting with him uh mm-hmm. while he's relatively sober but he's already deep in his cups yeah i i think i only actually drink one of the mugs and just kind of nurse and or quietly set aside the others um uh. given this because today if you want to you can take an additional oh, ship okay i will i will do that um do i still Let's... is that my job for the day taking two actions you can look at it that way yes hmm. All right, I I will 100% take, wow, I was going to um, shirk, but I guess I don't have to now. <laughs> well, you can still shirk since shirking's about exploring the ship, but you're not receiving a penalty or anything because you don't have a role for today. Oh, it's about it specifically about exploring the ship. Okay, so the, the two, the first thing I want to do which I thought would be fall under shirking was to um, uh, surreptitiously uh, try to try to use my navigator's tools and get a better sense of of our place in the world. Uh, the second thing was going to be since I have bonus, the second would be influence. Sure. So you you didn't want to sneak around uh, using the navigator's tool to check around. I wouldn't consider a ship action. So give me a common knowledge now that you have your tools plus one. Uh, in, yeah, it's like in um, if that's not considered a ship action, then I'd like to take two influence actions. But here is that common. Yeah, knowledge. was there a difference between sneak and shirk? Because now that I'm looking at it, one has a minus uh, one penalty and the other doesn't, and that's the only difference. Yeah, I'm noticing that as well. I'm gonna have to <laughs> that for the next session. Mm-hmm. That's I'm funny. Make, um, if you shirk, I'll probably give you a bonus to the stealth and notice checks, right. since you're taking a penalty on your daily checks, on your ship action, on your uh, mm-hmm. daily task. So six on the navigator. I just noticed that myself as well as I was reading this. Oh, sorry. Uh, what was what was your uh, common knowledge roll for? Six. Six. Okay, so you could determine. Um, uh, you you believe uh, you know from the slight improvement of the weather um some of the forests that are around you and some of the cliffs that you just passed recently um you definitely think that you guys have uh the storm river has been traveling south uh kind of hugging the coast along the barrier peaks and has crossed over mutiny harbor and is still heading south 
through far channel. Uh, we reversed course? It seems to be that, yes. Okay, interesting. You know what, in, um, in that case, I'll do one influence and one visit to the quartermaster. Okay. Let's do the visit uh, to the quartermaster first. Is that for shopping? Kinda, yeah. I want uh, want to try to get a, a chart. Okay. What can I do for you today? Well, Grok, I I told you that I that I'd come find you if I was able to put that sextant to good use, and I'm true to my word. So here's not information what I, I particularly care about, but if it floats your boat, go right ahead. Well. You know how we uh, spent the better part of a week headed north? Yeah. Ships turned around. I kind of figured that. Doesn't strike you as odd that we'd spend so long going north, not even make landfall, and then turn around? Uh, Captain goes out to sea for a long time, plenty of time. <clears throat> I don't much pay attention to where we go. It's the reason why I'm here. I'm the quartermaster. I'm not the navigator. Well, you can't, you can hardly resupply until we make port. Anyways, I'd like, I'm wondering if you have a little chart I can take a look at. Try to get a better sense of our bearings here. Um, I got something of basic use that might be of use. Well, let's see it. I'm not just showing you, you nothing. You can buy it if you want. Buy it sight unseen. Come on, Grok. Um... <clears throat> she does reach into one of the chests and she does kind of pull out a map and she just kind of goes, voila, <laughs> 50, 50 galifars and it's yours. What do I, uh, what do I see when she shows off the chart? I uh, make a notice check. That's uh, two, uh, you know, I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold that too. I mean, as best you can tell, it it it, uh, it has a, a rough shape of some of the land masses around the Lazar. It's not a complete map of uh, Corvair or anything. Mm -hmm. Grok, I got press gained. Where do you reckon I'm going to get 50 Galifars if it's been a week and we haven't even taken any ships or made landfall anywhere? Come on. That's not for me to decide. I run a shop here. It's going to become a problem for you soon enough if people run out of things to trade, is all I'm saying. Oh, that's never been a problem on this ship. No. Apparently, you need to be a little bit more resourceful before you come talking to me looking for stuff. <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't know what else to tell you, Grok. All I can, all I can say is, one, that you know I'm good for my word, and two, that you wouldn't know this, but it wouldn't hurt to find out. I know you're a good person to have in, per in someone's corner. I'm a good person to have in yours. Maybe we can strike some other kind of deal, like you did with Torlin. Well, he had something to offer. I don't hear anything offered from you but your word, but I'm sorry. This is a Cloud Reaver pirate ship. I don't take anybody at their word. <laughs> I figured well, you were smart enough to know that. Well, I'm not a Cloud Reaver, am I? <laughs> you have been for the last week. Welcome. Now, I'm come no back cloud when you've got I'm no something cloud to trade. I just live here for now. Well, come well, back when you got something to trade. Tell me what you want. Come back when you got something to trade. What are you looking to trade for? I leave that up to your resourceful nature. Come on, Grok. Everyone wants something. You find something that's worth about 50 Galifars and you got yourself a trade. 
Hmm. Well, I see how you like to do business, Rock, and I'll keep it in mind. Um, Give yourself a Benny GM <laughs> for that interaction. I mean, I know it's the end of the, of the session, but anyway, it's really fun. I will happily take that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not often I get a Benny from the players. Um, yeah, speaking of which, end of session, we will uh, we will end the session here. Um, you know, you, you'll, you still have the option of another ship action, Dana, um, since that was just one. And um, we will pick this up next week. Um, Guys, I'm Kevin, and I played Russ. I'm Michael, and I am still Torlin. I am Ernesto, and I am Truco. I'm Ellie, and I played Dana. I'm your Dungeon Master, Philip. Uh, on behalf of all of us here at the uh, Savage Tales of Ebron, we thank you for listening and hope to have you back next week for the Mourners of Lazar. See ya. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.